G'day everyone, it's Mark Langley here and uh, tonight's our last night of uh, the live talks and tonight we're just going to talk about uh, a little bit about mental softness to start with but uh, I thought for the last evening uh, there's you know, a few questions along the way that I managed uh, to, to miss and, and you know, a lot of people have, 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 have different things that they want to ask um, so I thought tonight I'd just leave more time to uh, answer you know, specific questions that, that people... Um, that, that people want to want to post. So um, obviously, uh, you know, you can just post questions, and they and they come up, and I can see them, and uh, you know, ask, you know, answer questions along the way. Uh, but while we get started, I'd just like to talk to you about softness. Now, um, softness. I noticed Molly says good morning, Molly. Um, good evening, Molly, from over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, mental softness in a horse. Now, mental softness is something, uh, you know, it's a complete thing. If you've got a, a horse with a soft mind, it means they've got a calm mind. Now, um, we've been talking about leadership, we've been talking about all those sort of things. Um, all these things come into play to create softness. Now, some people sort of ride their horse and say, my, my horse was soft, but sometimes they might get a little bit confused with, their horse feels light, um, and I see you know get, see a lot of people riding their horses, and they sort of you know they look light in the reins, but you can see they're quite rigid. Um, so mental softness is a horse that's feeling good in itself, it's feeling good about you, it's calm with you, and when you um, offer an idea to the horse, the horse takes on the idea. Um, and in a calm way, and, and if it's a horse that's learning, then it, then it sort of searches, but it, it, it's not reactive in the way it searches. You know, it's not like oh, I've got to find an answer, or I'm in trouble, or that sort of thing. It's just sort of, you know, searching for an answer in, in a calm way, and um, and it feels okay to be a little bit lost while it's finding the answer. Then it finds the answer, and it sort of, you know, and it finds that sort of, you know, that place that, that, that the way you want it to go. So. You can have like a very you know, say say for instance a trained horse that one seems seems obedient. You can have one of those horses that is very soft. Say your ideas are their ideas and vice versa, and 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 they're soft in the way they move. They're soft in the way they, um, you know, their actions are soft. They're they they feel good and 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 they're calm and they and they and they're an interactive horse, as in they can they can con connect with you. They can connect with their environment. Um, and and they're happy to bounce between the two without without sort of being too, uh, you know, over concentrating on you and sort of not feeling confident enough to sort of search around and uh, and that sort of thing. So they they're just happy in themselves. Um, so in a learning soft horse, obviously, um, if they feel good about it, then then that well, like I said before, that that, that there's always going to be pressure and release in in horse training and. Um, so a horse that you've sort of, if, you, if you've got them calm and they, they, they sort of trust you and they trust your leadership, then while they're learning, they can still learn in a softer way, as in um, there might be some resistance along the way, but, but, but the way I try and offer my support to horses and, and help is um, a horse tends to find, find pressure and sort of pressure, pressure to me, when I, in most cases when I offer it, is... is a horse finds pressure, the pressure's not always coming upon the horse. So um, so when a horse finds a door closed, it goes, oh, well, that door's closed, so I might search over the other way. So that might be if a horse sort of looks out when you're wanting to go left and it, and it finds a little bit more pressure from the rain or something like that. Um, but the horse doesn't panic with the rain. So in early stages, you will have a little bit more tension in your horses and while they're searching. But um, if you've got a horse that's searching and worried and trying to find answers and... and um, then those horses are not soft in the mind. And sometimes it's those horses that actually feel light. So they're the ones that when you pick up the reins, they back up faster and, and you can't feel any weight in the reins, but they're actually avoiding the pressure because they don't like it because maybe they were taught in a way where they've um, the, the, the boundaries of pressure have come towards them and they've had to get off it, otherwise it'll increase. Um, so they, they, they get away from that pressure and, and, and yeah, so they're, they're, and then same with the legs, you know, some people say my head horse is, you know, really soft, it walks sideways, but they walk sideways rigid and, and they sort of almost are getting away from your leg a little bit and things like that. So that's the, the feeling of lightness in a horse um, opposed to softness. Now softness 
comes in the emotional state of the horse and, and how well it feels, how good it feels, how connected it is. Um, I have uh, two things here. This is a I wrote a piece of polystyrofoam, as you can see, very light, okay. This is, I think it is a lamb. Now, this is also light, this is light, but this is soft, okay, very soft. Uh, you can move it nice and softly, you know, you can do this, you know, it's, it's nice and supple, and you know, you know, if it was a horse, it, it'd, it'd be really happy. And see, this one actually even comes with a smile on its face, so... To me, softness is not just how much it weighs, it's, it's how soft it is. Now, lightness, now a lot of horses that feel very light, they, they, they you know, they, okay, they're light in the reins, but they are very brittle, okay? So they break uh, and they crack under pressure. So, um, yeah, and that's the difference between softness and lightness. You can mould softness, you can shape it, you can sort of guide it, you can do all those things with it, but... Um, the, the rigid lightness, as in the worried horses that aren't mentally soft about things, then, then they will fracture and they will crack and they will break like that bit of polystyrofoam uh, if the, the circumstances are right. So that also comes with obedience. So people have very obedient horses, think they're very good, until the horse is way out of its league, way uh, under a lot of pressure, and then all of a sudden, pop, um, you know, things things go wrong and, and the horse has, has real trouble coping with it. And obviously, it all comes back to you because um, horses basically, um, it's not their fault that they're with us. It's our fault that they're with us. And we've provided an environment. We've said, you know, I, I want a horse. You know, you've got to come and uh, work for me. So it's, it's our job to provide an environment that's uh, safe for that horse and that horse can be comfortable in and soft in and, and you know leadership. All the things that we've talked about over the last things are all, all the things that we really need to, to look at uh, to, to help those horses. So it's our responsibility to help our horses. That's basically what it is. It's, um, and the better we can make them feel, the better they're going to work. Uh, so, and anyone who's played around with their horses, um, the softer their horses get the more they want to connect like the calmer they are the more they want to connect the more they um you know the more they like hanging around you the more they sort of you know look for you and uh, just just recently at a, at a clinic uh, the last the last one I did we had a you know a horse that was really done a lot of camp drafting in its life it was an older horse it was sold because it was starting to get a little bit uh, stiff in the back end too too stiff for camp drafting and um it was quite worried about people on the ground and it was hard to catch and things like that and uh, it was sort of part of it was you know it was sort of shut down to things as in it would it would operate but it would would, would always operate slightly disconnected so um, on the ground it was quite nervous so if you approach it too quickly or you want you know the, and the person that um, helped the lady bite or, or, or whatever however the circumstance was said you know you can't lunge it um, so obviously pressure made the horse pop uh, and, and really panic and it got really frightened. Um, so that horse, to get softness, we had to get the horse to somehow connect with us and, and think they're okay, we're okay. So, um, so we just went about things really sort of carefully and, and, and just gave that horse time to focus and, and, and gave it time to relax and, and also showed it that it can move its feet without being worried. So we did lots of little exercises where to just move around us. And as that horse slowly relaxed, you know, the bend started to be a natural bend in on the circle and the horse's inside eye softened to the person and relaxed because of the, the tension. And all that tension that horse was always holding around people, um, it, it went. So, so with mental softness, what happened with that mental softness, um, we had a horse that suddenly loosened up through the body, relaxed, relaxed through the body, balanced the shoulders, looked around the circle. I mean, it was only walking, but um, it, you have to walk, you have to crawl before you walk. You have to walk before you trot, sort of thing. Um, but it started to operate in a calm way, and it was connected to the person. It was soft. And then when she stood there, it'd stand and it'd just sort of relax and it'd just let it all out and, and, and start to, to want to be close. Now, she had a problem catching the horse 
the next day on the Sunday, she went up the hill to catch the horse. And she said, that's the first time I've ever been able to walk straight up to my horse without sort of backing away before I got in there. Um, why is that? Because the horse felt calm around her. It felt that she was okay, and the horse felt that it could operate around her without having to always search for answers, okay? So, so that's the problem in, in training sometimes, uh, and that's the difference between another thing, between lightness and softness, is the light horses are always searching because the pressure, when the pressure comes on, it can worry them or they're being, um, you know, driven away from pressure. So, so that's one thing why I'm trying to teach people at, at workshops and, and, and that sort of thing is we're not creating pressure for the horse to move away from it. Um, we, we're creating accuracy of focus so the horse is going towards that focus or towards their intention and then, and then pressure or you know, you know, any sort of thing that stimulates energy, they're only putting energy into that intention, uh, not, oh, I've got to get away from the energy, here it comes, or here comes the bit, I better, better get back off it, or here comes that leg, and if I don't move off the leg, the leg's going to bump harder till I move off. You know, if, if we ride in a certain way, we will create a horse that, that is um, anticipating um, things because it's worried about the pressure that's going to come. So, you know, some people say, oh, my horse is really smart because it anticipates things all the time, you know, it, it, it's ready to do the next thing. And I say, well, uh, maybe it's smart or maybe it's trying to avoid the pressure that it was worried about when it doesn't do it. Um, though they may not have thought they were putting enough pressure on that horse to worry, but I think a lot of horses pressure did worry them and that's why they anticipate whereas if you've got a softly connected horse and some people have sort of played with this idea starting to understand it that a horse that's connected is only listening to what you're where you're at right at that moment they don't have anticipation because there's been no worry in there to to, to make them think they got to get to the next thing or the pressure's going to increase so but that's how you work with boundaries and I go back to that the, the one thing that I learned a long time ago was you set a boundary, you don't move it all the time. So um, <clears throat> I'll use this here horse, okay? I'll use the different horse this time. This horse is a little bit, uh, needs to work on collection because as you can see, it's a little bit hollow in the, in the, in the top line there. So it uh, needs a bit of work. But, you know, a lot of horses are a little bit like that out there. They're sort of like that and have a back like that. But anyway, for the, for, for the lesson, basically... You know, we train horses like a lot. You know, a lot of times I see, even in horsemanship, you know, natural horsemanship, all this sort of stuff. People are using pressure and they're bumping horses over here and moving them here and moving them here like this. And the horse is like, "Oh crikey, where's the pressure going to come from next?" Okay. So what we really want to be doing is sort of setting pressure up so the horse goes boing, like that, and the horse will go, "Oh yeah, no, that's all right." So the horse can search, he can go, okay, I can go over here, I can go over here, or if I go to, oh, there's a door closed, okay, I might go over here, okay? So, and there's a lot of ways you can do that. You can use your legs like that, you can use your reins like that, you can, you can use your, your groundwork pressures like that. Um, I thought it was once upon a time just a couple of things I could, I could, where I could set my boundaries, but actually there's a lot of ways where you can make a horse feel like it, it finds the pressure, it increases the pressure if it, if it pushes and then it releases the pressure. If it, if it sort of finds a way off it. And, and then you get horses that um, are actually soft in the mind about pressure instead of sort of when pressure comes, they, they worry and they harden up in the mind and get nervous. So softness is, is a lot of things. It's the, it's the way we are. It's the way we just sort of are centred and our horses feel good around us, like that big shady tree that just, just centres and we watch our horses and, and, and watch and wait till they relax and calm and their eyes soften and they blow out and they go... So that centeredness, if we're sort of busy all the time and doing stuff and, you know, always correcting things with, or, or sort of trying to correct things but not making any change, then we have a horse that never actually gets mentally soft and mentally calm with us. So sometimes just being there is going to be good. Um, so, the other, you know, so that's one thing. And then, you know, the way we use our aids, our seed, our, all that, as I said, is, 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 is quite calm and, and soft in the mind about how they deal with us and how they operate with us and underneath us and that sort of thing. Uh, good feeling, you know, all the things that we can give our horses that they don't have to do anything for, like I said last time about leadership and that sort of thing, you know, give them a scratch when they need, when, when, you know, when, when, you know, just for the sake of it, uh, find a spot that they like, those sort of things. And they're all ways that release tension in horses. Hey, I'm back. Hello. <laughs> uh, I hope I'm back. Am I back, everybody?
please send a thumbs up if you can see me or I'm back online. Um, people, people who uh, saw me in the car last time, uh, last week, uh, they might have wondered why I was in a car and that was sort of the beauty about uh, living in the country and being on, on uh, broadband internet. But anyway, um, it's not going to make me want to move to the city just so I can have good internet. So every now and again you might have to put up with a, a few glitches in the system. But um, anyway, too bad for that. Um, but everyone's back on, let's go. The good thing about what just happened is I forgot where I was at. So we can start all over again. So yeah, we, we've sort of just got through through um, you know some of the things that, that, that create mental softness in horses. And, and you know, I was just getting on to about doing things for the horse um, that makes them relax, uh, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, some horses, you know, but we're going off track onto, um, like, early stages of, of horses or even shut-down horses. You know, if people got shut-down horses, um, they they can, um, you know, be in on their horse too much, doing too much, and the horse is just slightly disconnected. So, um, um yeah, so so basically, some of those shut down horses, you might just have to stand there and 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 make them hold focus and give them space until eventually they just go Whew, and just just connect and soften. Okay, so now what I'm going to do though, instead of sort of talking on about things for 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 the whole session, I'm going to start answering questions. So I'm just going to sort of answer the questions that come up. I'll try and sort of be fairly short in the questions so a few people can get in. Obviously, if some questions take a little bit of time, I'll try and address them. But uh, Robin's just uh, sent a question through, and I think it's a question anyway. Oh, so, yeah, Robin just mentioned something about horses that when they meet pressure, they just push and push into it, okay? Yep, we've all had that. Um, now, pressure has to make change. That's the one thing that, 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 that we have to um, understand. Now, sometimes we can set horses up that the intensity that they push into pressure won't be as great. So it's hard to know what you mean by the um, the situation of pressure. So an example might be on the ground. I'm going to get my little uh, my little uh, man here, and I'm going to get my horse. So basically, this horse, little man, this horse wants to do this. This little man says, "I'm going to stop you. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tree. I'm I'm rooted into the ground. You can't push me." But this horse's thoughts, as you can see by how wide its eyes are right there, it's looking over his head and it wants to be with its mates over there. So little man believes in himself. Horse believes it's going to get over there. Sorry, little man's not big enough for the big horse. So in that instance, obviously that boundary wasn't clear enough to stop that horse but if that horse didn't have such a worry and such a desire to be over here that intensity wouldn't have pushed the little man over so basically what that person could have done is maybe stepped out to the side and had a lead rope on and walked this way and the horse would have got to the end of the lead rope and if he if he put pressure on the lead rope at the right time the horse would have went like that and this little man might have been able to move around for a little bit on that until that horse was like, hmm, you're more important than those horses. That's okay, you're more, more important. And then next time the horse walks up, the horse will see the little man and see that the little man says, you can't push through me, I'm solid, I'm a big tree. And the horse will see that and realise that. So, um, you know, you, there are ways of getting your horse's focus that you can deflect a horse off a river bank instead of putting a damn wall in front of it. So what I mean by that is you step aside and pull the rope just to get the horse to come around. So say for instance if the horse is pushing into the reins and you think that it'll just rip, rip your arms out and just keep walking and not 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 um, not not feel that pressure, then maybe before you start showing it that you might soften up its thoughts a little bit by using a left rein and a right rein to steer it around to get it soft to get it connected. Um, and and then when it's a little bit softer you might stand it and then just say here's the weight of the reins and when the horse leans then you just go now the reins are set and the horse will say I've just created and I've pushed pressure and then it might start to learn to back off the pressure um, but you wouldn't just put the reins on the horse when the horse is walking and marching along and say you know this pressure you know is going to stop you you'd, you'd obviously 
use other ways to get that horse more connected and 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 that's where I say you're using the pressure of riverbanks so uh, um so you know in training there's a time when you when you want to set up a boundary that the horse finds like two reins come up the horse backs up you know if it goes from a walk into a backup so but there's times when those horses you just use it use a boundary like this that deflects the you know the intention of the horse um so the riverbank doesn't have to be as strong as in the, you know, because you're not getting the, the horse head on or his thoughts head on, you're getting them sideways a little bit. So, so you know, you can deflect them with a rein here and there to get their thoughts to connect more, get them more soft, then use two reins to, to you know, if they walk into them and teach them to, to back off. So that's just one one way you can, you know, for horses that push through pressure. Um, but the main thing is, is you've got to take the old idea out of their head. Getting their focus is a big thing. And getting a horse's focus and holding that focus will make them relax and make them more attentive. And then instead of you having to sort of jump up and down to make them see anything that you're doing, you can talk quietly to them. So most horses, you can talk quietly to them. The only reason you can't is because they're, they're, they're over there, they're somewhere else. Um, so yeah, talking quietly, yeah, the, the most sort of disconnected horses generally are the sharpest listeners because um because they're disconnected because they really worry us and then when they connect they go i really want to listen to you um rhonda would love to hear more about teaching them how to lead really soft and responsive and what energy you use to get the back up on the ground okay just hold on, I've got to, there's a few questions getting through a bit quick on me everybody, uh, I'll have to just slow down a little bit. Um, so just about the leading one, really softly on the ground is, um, so you've got a horse when you're leading a horse, the rope picks up, okay, so the good thing about in an office, there's all these things that you can use, it's great, there's like, as people probably have figured out now, I don't write much on paper when I do these demonstrations, I'm, I'm, I, some of the first demonstration, I thought, how am I ever going to do this without a horse in front of me? Okay, so this, this looks like a lead rope, doesn't it? Um, so if I was walking here and I had the lead rope and the horse was here, I would walk along and I would pick up some feel. Now, generally what a horse does is you, if you lightly pick up feel, the horses that don't want to lead, generally they, they do that last little bit. They do that, okay? They mostly, because you're walking at this speed, the rope's picking up at this speed, and then all of a sudden, the last little bit, the horse goes, yeah, I'm just going to lean on that because you're walking a bit faster than, than you usually do or something like that, and it just holds there like that, and then you lead like this, and it sort of drags along. So basically, the, the, the idea came here through the field. The horse found the boundary by leaning back, and that's when you set the field, okay? So you're allowed to set that because then the boundary's there, and they can pull and pull, and um, and they, they sort of can pull you back. And if they do pull you back, you might just walk with them backwards until they go, oh, it's not really getting me anywhere, I might just come forward, and they'll make that happen a little bit, yeah? So the horses that are... Um, don't be afraid, guys, to repost your question if I've missed it. Oh, Jenny's writing them down for me as she goes, so I can get a few on the way. So, so sometimes, like I, uh, there was, a, I was talking about leading on one of the last ones, is I might have a stimulant in front of the horse. I might wave a flag in front of the horse. So when the horse hits that pressure and stops searching, it, the flag makes it go, "Oh, crikey, something's happening." And, and it searches again into that lead and searches over here into that lead and lead and then it might go, oh, I'll come forward. So, so basically the, the stimulant in front of the horse has made it push a bit harder. Now you obviously have to be careful with this and if you do it in the right way, the horse pushes a little bit harder and then it goes, I might release that. Okay, and, and so it's chosen to release off the pressure instead of you just lugging and lugging and pulling it down the road and then most people end up chasing him from behind when a horse lugs back. So. That's one way I tend to tend to work work with it. Um, now there's a, there's a few other ways, but the idea is is when you pick up like so many pick up on the reins, the horse is the one that leans on the reins, not you just pull up on the reins like that. It's them that lean. So then then when you set on the reins, you've set the boundary, you've set the fence. They search into it and then they search back. And generally they're okay about that. Obviously there's still there's a little bit of worry when they're searching because there's pressure. And obviously young horses you're going to set them up. 
and you're going to do a lot more to get them ready to do to ready to find the answer. Okay, so you've probably done a lot of backing on the ground and things like that. Um, also, I think the question came through with backing on the ground. So um, I teach a horse to back up with with the lead rope first, so with the nose nose pressure there. So I'll pick up the idea of the back up. I'll pick up feel. So I go back to my lead rope again. Um, so basically, if I if 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 this was the horse's nose just here, and this was his shoulders just here, I'm standing in here beside the horse's shoulders. Okay, so I'm just going to pick up feel here, right? So I'm going to pick up feel, and I'm just going to set it there, and I'm just going to allow that horse to search. And generally, what horses do with that little bit of feel there, they they'll push a little bit when they don't understand, and that's when I set it. Okay, and then they push, and then they might back off it like that and they just go oh that's the answer there and then I'll just keep doing transitions so I, I don't ask a horse to keep backing up I just do find the back up thank you find the back up thank you find the back up thank you until eventually the horse picks up the idea so when I pick up the feel of the feel of the weight of the rope and, and I pick it up and then it, it just finds that back up now for horses that you want to back up away from you so this one here, when people want to back their horse like that, okay. Now, that one, I, I, I see a few problems with because some people they um, they uh, they wave a rope and the horse goes back up, yeah. So they wiggle the rope lightly, wiggle the rope lightly, and then 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 the horse doesn't know what to do, and then they wiggle harder and they wiggle harder, and then all of a sudden the horse starts shaking like that, then it sort of backs up. Um, problem with that one, it, it, it teaches the horse to do this, back up like that, okay, not like, not like nice, okay, so before you teach a horse to back out of your space, you have to teach it to back up first, okay, that's the most important thing, a lot of people teach their horses to back up whilst they're teaching them to back up out of their space, but horse has to have a good back up and be comfortable in the back up before you even think about wiggling a finger to get a horse to back up or doing anything. So um, so if I wanted to wiggle a finger to back a horse or teach it some sort of like basic cue to say I do this and you back up, okay, I do this and you back up, okay, that's what some people want to do or horse wants to step forward and they go I do this just back up a set. So so that one there is in, um, once I've taught the horse to back up I might do my little doodle little loop and if I want it to back up, and then if the horse doesn't back up, I just walk up and I say, can you back up? And then I just keep repeating that till the horse goes, oh, that means back up. Okay, and then the horse is not running away from pressure. It's, you know, it just goes, oh, that's the idea. I've got to think backwards and walk backwards. Whereas when you teach a horse by increasing the pressure until it backs up, you're just teaching a horse to think forwards and back up. And generally they back up with their jaw up, you know, and they're sort of hollow in the back and that sort of thing. So, um... Uh, yeah, I'll just, uh, if anyone posts a few more questions, I'll just figure out how to scroll. Just hold on for a second, folks. Um, I'll just get a few more questions that have come through and I'll answer those ones. I am a little bit better with horses than the internet, which is a, a good thing. And lucky I'm not doing... Uh, internet workshop so I've missed the questions I just got a few questions written down here which I'm going to go which just came through yeah here we go uh, my new mare is a nutcase in the round yard lunging I was told about it before I bought her but wow when I tried to lunge her on the right she bucked and totally lost the plot you wouldn't believe it on the left she was hesitant but nothing like the performance on the right there was very little or no pressure, and she was wild. Could not get her attention. Now, if you're still online with that question, uh, did how did you go to lunge her? That was the first question I'm going to ask. Did you ask her to go away by moving her away for some pressure and getting her to go out like that to lunge? That would be the first thing I'd ask you. Um, or did you guide her out to lunge? Now, lunging, a lot of people teach, to, you know, put your finger up or your thumb up if you go and lunge your horse. A lot of people lunge their horses. 
lunging is a good topic because some people say, well, what's the point of lunging? Some people say it's very important. Now, running a horse around in circles is not the best thing if the horse is thinking to the outside and just getting fit, disconnecting. Um, so there's a lot of preparation in teaching a horse, you know, lunging. Now, why I lunge? I lunge a horse to, to, to get it balanced, to get it connected, to, to teach it rein positions, all sorts of things like that. So um, if you were to drive a horse out onto a circle, especially a worried horse that goes crazy, so yeah, that was that grey horse at the last clinic, was one that, you know, you can't lunge it because it just runs away or goes crazy and that sort of thing. So how did we teach it to lunge? We taught it how to be comfortable on this eye and this eye, okay? Now that's very important first. Now, also we taught the horse how to follow the feel of a lead rope and lead. Um, so basically, we have to get the horse very comfortable with passing our bubble on that eye and passing our bubble on that eye, okay? Now that is the most, that, that, not the most, but that's one of the very important things and it's very, very much missed. And what a lot of people tend to do, they avoid that bit by getting the horse and chasing it out over there and then it comes around over here, okay? So if we avoid this most important bit, can you just walk past me there? And that's only at arm's distance, I mean. That's just the horse walking past at your arm's distance. So if I had my arm out there, I'd just walk it past me like that, yeah? And if I had my arm out here, I'd just walk it past me like that, just through the feel of a lead so I can walk past my bubble, just at the end of my bubble. Now, if you see any resistance or any sort of struggle with that horse, you know that it can't comfortably move past your bubble with that particular eye. And, and a lot of horses I come across with clinics, they're lunging around, they're doing, you know, they can walk sideways, they can yield their hips, they do all this sort of stuff, but they cannot walk, walk past the person comfortably on either eye, evenly on either eye. So no point sending a horse out on a circle if it can't even walk past you on one eye. So if you drive it out, the horse will run out and, well, here's an example. What does a horse do in the wild? Um, horse goes, say here's a crazy, I don't know, monster in the grass, horse is grazing, yum yum yum, monster, monster. And the horse goes, what's that? I'm gone. Uh, so they look for a moment, only a very second, but generally they don't, they don't take, take much time looking. It's just like bang, bang, and, that's, and they're gone, okay? So if you make a horse go away from worry, as in if they're worried when they go away from you, then sure enough they will counterbend because when a horse goes away from worry, they look for refuge. That's a natural wild thing that all horses do, and, and I can't understand why so many people tell people to drive a horse out because to me it, it doesn't does not make sense because horses um, they seek a herd they seek comfort so if you guide a horse out and you're the comfort you're the earth in the middle that, that is the gravitational pull to that moon then the horse will go around in a circle comfortably okay and, and you won't have to worry about getting its focus and you know clicking and waving flags to get its eye on you it will just put its eye on you and eye on the circle because of the comfort you provide in the middle okay um, so yeah back to the lunging if you can get your horse just to walk past you on both eyes and then after it can do that you might just walk past you and just let it go and it might just walk a few steps, and then it might face you worried, and then you go, it's okay, just walk past me again. And repeat that, either eye, both sides, till it's comfortable, and it'll just start to drift out. And when it drifts out, you just let the rope out a bit, and it'll just drift out, get a bit lost, and it'll look around and go, which way do you want me to go? And you say, well, and if it wants to go to the outside, you just draw it back into you and say, you know, try again, back out there, and eventually that horse will just go, oh, I'll just keep going around and around, and, 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 and I'm happy with you in the middle, and that sort of thing. And, um, you've got to fix the steering wheel. A lot of people are putting energy, it's like the energy into a horse that still has, doesn't have a steering wheel. Um, it's like, you know, putting the accelerator on a car that doesn't even, you know, you get in a car and just chuck it in gear, put your foot on the accelerator, and you start driving and go, oh, God, this car doesn't have a steering wheel. I'm going to crash. Okay, and that's what we do with horses. We add all this energy into them to get them to do something, but we haven't even got the steering right. So 
the steering is where they're thinking, okay? So yeah, with that lunging one, that's why your horse is well, maybe there's a bit of energy put into it and it's not comfortable with, with you on either eye. But also when I teach horses to lunge, a lot of backing up so they can sort of step back and step out and then you can improve and, and enhance the way they do things with, with doing, teaching them other stuff before they lunge. At the bottom, how can I get more focus from Terry? How can I get more focus from a young horse that is very much more woe than go? More woe than go, the harder ones. The hardest ones, I sometimes say, when I do a, a workshop, <laughs> someone comes in with a really crazy looking horse and everyone goes, oh geez, I'm glad I haven't got that horse. And the funny thing is the ones that look the craziest make the biggest changes. Um, now the biggest changes are because they're very sensitive, alert horses. So it's almost like when you offer them help and you offer them a calm place to be, they're the ones that take it the most and they go, great, thanks. And then they calm right down, they become very centered. And, they're, and because they're one of the, they're hyper, you know, they're sort of, not hyper, they're sensitive horses, they're, they're happy for that help and then, and then pressure's good. But then you've got the horses that don't sort of, you know, go and that sort of thing. So if a horse has been desensitised uh, and it's already been a sort of a, 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 a slow horse, it sort of just just sort of you know gets like this and goes, oh, I can't really really do anything, and, and then then it could be one of those sort of ones that do this, but they're actually slightly over there, and you're over here, and then when you go over there, they're slightly over there, you know, there, and they're not quite with you. Uh, with those horses, I think it's very important, yes, to get their focus. So first of all, for instance, like say for instance, if I step to one side and that horse was just not with me, I would just pick up feel and then I would say, now come around to me and I just get that horse to come around and, and get its focus. Now what I mean focus is I don't want the horse, it's not just about getting that horse straight on with you. When you see that horse look and pay, pay its attention to you, the eyes roll around, the horse pays attention and it's on you, okay? That's, that's when you just give it that space and say, that's where I am. And then when it, if the horse drifts off like this when you're standing there, you might get that focus again. You might draw up on that lead and, um, and, and sort of set it, step away with it, and the horse will come around again. Um, and you're gonna apply enough pressure to just change the focus. Obviously, you're not gonna just yank on its head uh, if you only had to just touch the rope like that to get its focus. But, but, a, but a, a horse that just like lays out on that pressure, you might have to set it, and then when it lays, then you go, that door's closed, and the horse goes, okay, refocus, I'm on you again. So that's one way through the lead rope you can do that. When your horse is attentive and paying attention and it's not drifting off all the time, then you might ask it to do something. So you're not going to ask a lazy horse to do energetic things when, it's, when the steering wheel's broken. What I mean, the steering wheel's broken, it's not connected to you. Um, it's not connected to your ideas, so you don't put energy into those horses until they know how to sort of pay a bit of attention, and then you can ask it to do things. So the other way might be on a really sort of horse where it's just shut down to a lot of things. I might do something that worries it a little bit. So the other day we had a horse that just sort of blocks out and it just didn't want help. And every time you'd work it, its ears would pin really hard and it just didn't want to do stuff. It didn't want to go and it'd pin its ears and it'd sort of do that. Um, so there's two ways you could have helped that horse. You could have just stood there for a long time and just drew that horse a little bit and stood like solid until that horse just goes, I've had my focus on you for so long that I'm just going to let it all go and I'm just going to relax and I'm going to say you're not going to do anything with me. Problem is that horse has been around people so much that every time you do something it pins again. As soon as the feet start moving, it'll go, I'm going to pin again and I, and, I, and, and, I, and I remember all these times I've been pushed around and I don't like them and, and, and so every time I move my feet I'm back, back to where I was. So the standing still thing I figured was going to be like drawing teeth, you know, or, you know, blood out of a stone sort of thing. So what I did is I got my flag and I, and I, and I whisked it through the air really fast, in, sort of in front of the horse, and the horse went, Pooh, what was that? And I said, hey, I'm over here, I can help you, and, um, and just drew the horse over. And then when that horse just went pinny and went back again, I just quickly, with the flag, just went, Pooh, really, just quick, sort of underneath it a little bit, so I went, Pooh. That really, and what it did, it was, it was a shock to the horse, so I went, ah, oh, crikey, what's that? And then while I had it, I said, hey, I'm over here, I can help you, and I got it to move its feet towards me and come over. Uh, and, and I did that a few times, and then that horse started to go, ah, I'm going to follow you, and I like you, and I like your presence, because, you know, 
I've got to be aware in this world because things happen and, and, and I can't really cope with those things. Um, and you're here to help me, aren't you? And you can help me. So I sort of said to the owner, you know, I'm here to help. So going back to a shutdown horse, um, there are ways you can just do something that makes him go, huh? And it, it could be just a, a sharp clap or it could be anything, but they go, huh? And then you go, here's some feel, come towards me, I'll step away and here I am, and you get that horse connected. Um, and, and then when you want energy, um, that's the hardest one, you know. So what with a horse like that's really dull, uh, that you want to energise him out on a lunge eventually, and, and, and it's very hard with a dull horse to not drive them. So how I would maybe create energy is I'd create energy in a dull horse through leading them, and I might sort of get that flag, as I said before, and, and, and I might wave it, so they worry a little bit, but then they come forward towards that worry and towards the, through, through the feel, and then I might get them to trot up through feel and, you know, energise them that way, and then I'll start to do more lunging exercises where they understand when I lift my energy, that energy, they, that, that they lift their energy, so that'd be another way of doing it without having to just chase them around until they just go, no, you can't chase me anymore, and also chasing me makes me cranky. And that's why I don't chase horses, because it generally makes them over time a little bit cranky and, and it teaches them to shut down. Um, so that's one way of, of sort of looking at it. Um, yeah, it's just going to get another question through now. The one at the bottom. Horse walking on top or in front. Okay, now that one is um, quite an easy one actually. There's a lot of way, There's a lot of different ways to do it, but if you do the wrong way first, you can tend to be in a bit of a pile up, like the question before about you know what if the horse just walks over the top of you like that. So uh, get my two little uh, my horse and uh, right leading my horse. Now, it's hard to work out, yeah, there we go, that's better. This, this, uh, this trainer's not so absent, he gets a little bit lost, but, and, and as I said, uh, present, I should say, he's not very present, so when you've got to be around horses, you have to be present, that's the most important thing. Okay, I'm leading, horses, you know, walking along, about here, I like a horse to come along here, and then all of a sudden the horse goes, zoom, like that. So I'm going to do it this way, actually, so you can see it better horse goes, you know, leading along behind, then all of a sudden I'll say, oh, I've got something out ahead I want to do, I want to go over there. So all you really do is you go, I'm going this way. And then the horse goes, oh, there's the end of the lead, because it'll find it, it'll go, because obviously you're on a, a sort of a lead that's got a bit of a, a droop in it, like not, not a big droop, like there's the right amount of droop for connection, and that's where some people go wrong, they've got this big droop, and their horse is following them, but I like, there's a certain amount of feel for a certain amount of task. Um, so anyway, the horse goes out here, you just turn around and go that way. And the horse gets to the end of the lead and goes, oh, I'm behind. But when you go out here, say, hurry up, come on, and just pick up the lead and say, I'm going, I've got intention, I'm going somewhere. And the horse goes, oh, I've got to catch up again. And then the horse will catch up again and it'll go, oh, I'm out ahead again. Then you go, that's okay, I'm going this way. And the horse will go, oh, I'm at the end of the lead again. And you'll go, come on, hurry up, you're late. We've got to go to the bus, and we're going to be late for the bus. And the horse goes, oh, I better catch up. And you just keep doing that, and that's what I tend to do. That's an easy way, because if you've got a big horse, there's no way you can stop it. Um, so you just let it go past, and, and at the right angle, you just pick up the feel and walk the other way, and walk the other way, and then you refine it down until you get a horse that you can go, hey, I can feel you coming up, up here, here a little bit. I might just step like that, and the horse goes, oh, right, eh? I might just step like that, and the horse goes like that. And then when your horse is connected, and it's starting to rate you and see you, then you might teach it how to, now, let's stop, and let's back up together. Let's go forward, let's stop and back up together. And then, and then you can teach it that to rate you even more. And then when you stop, the horse stops on it, you know, with its hind quarter and stops softly with you. It doesn't just stop like that. So, yeah, that's some ways to do it. But if it's a big, strong horse, just... Do you? I say that's what I say to people at clinics. I see that horse just go past the shoulder. I say do you? And they just do you? Go back the other way, or go off to the left, or you know, make it a fair big change of turn. So, so the horses, you know, because you're basically teaching that horse to go, turn around, 
um, you know, it's like turning somebody around. You take that focus away with it and, and, and present a new focus. So you just completely present a new idea to your horse. Very good deal, awesome. How can I get my horse to stand still for saddling? Great. Um, don't saddle it till it stands still. Uh, <laughs> that's one way. Um, and it works actually, don't saddle your horse till it can stand still. So um, oftentimes we've got a task we want to do, I want to, and I, I, I fall into that habit all the time. God, I've got to get all these horses done today, and da 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 and I want to get this horse saddled and ride it out, and da 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 so, And then suddenly the horse starts fidgeting around, and I'm sort of half saddling it while it's moving around, going, Mark, why are you saddling this horse while it's moving around? And then I go, oh, okay, take the saddle off, put the saddle there. Let's go and do something with the horse to gain a connection. Because basically, if your horse is fidgeting, its feet are generally trying to catch up with its thoughts. Okay, so it's thinking somewhere else. It's got its focus somewhere. And, or, well, that's one way, or the horse is worried about saddling. So, so, so if the horse was worried about saddling, then you're going to take a different road. So you might say, okay, is it the girth it's worried about? Is it the saddle blanket? Is it those things? So you might have to go back to introducing each thing individually to your horse and watch your horse, watch it carefully when you introduce those things. If it gets really worried or anxious and that sort of thing, then, uh, then you know there might be part of that equation that, 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 um, that the horse is worried about. So, so all piled together, if it was worried about one part, then add all these extra things and then that worry just gets bigger and bigger um, till the horse is quite worried by the time you're saddling it and doing the girth up. So that's one reason why horses move uh, when you're saddling them. And the other reason is... is they're, they're never been taught to hold their focus and stand and relax and be connected, so they, their feet are always trying to take them somewhere else. Um, so basically I would do some leading exercises, I'd teach my horse to back up for a bit, i maybe just teach to walk around me, I'd just do, do things that get that horse connected. I'd even just stand there with it and, and stand so still that that horse fidgets and fidgets and fidgets until it goes, huh, I'll just stand still. And, and that's where you become real centred and grow your roots into the ground and just be, be a real centre place for that horse. And some horses, if you just take the noise away, as in the noise of you just doing stuff all the time, and just they'll just fidget for a bit and then they'll go dead still. Okay, And then when they're still in their focus, you start introducing the saddle and things like that. But yeah, generally just gain their focus, do something else. Like, like the theory about when is the horse ready to tie up, so you don't tie a horse up. Um... The best way to teach a horse to tie up is don't tie it up, and that's the truth. Um, then one day you'll tie it up and you'll never have a problem because um, the horse understands, it understands the lead and things like that. Helen just had an addition to that one. I think that's... Ah, girthy. Yeah, so she's very girthy, obviously. Now, now with the girth, for anyone out there that's got horses that have trouble with the girth, put a rope around the belly. So first of all, do a lot of rubbing them and just and, and just just find a little bit of tension and you see the tension in their face just stay there for a little bit and, when the, and then when they relax just come off a little bit the other thing is you can start to sort of scratch them in areas they like and then you can actually teach them to like other areas to be scratched that would be a way in the long term you can get a horse that's, that's quite girthy and sour around the ribs um, the other way is you know I, I just tend to put a rope around their, their, their belly and, and, and I can just pick it up and when I see the first signal of tension in my horse's face so look at the eyes look at the nose look at for any wrinkling tightening in the nose any hardness in the eye any setting of the ears anything like that that looks like tension um, you pick up feel of the, of the girth until it, the tension right just you just see that tension just start and then you just don't put any more pressure than than the first amount of tent the first sign of tension and then as soon as that horse you hold that tension there and you don't put any more girth pressure on and then or rope pressure on their girth and then when you see that tension just start to go and relax, you let the pressure down and you say, that's the answer. I'm going to reward you for relaxing, but you don't pull harder than the first sign of tension. So you've got to watch hard when you do that and you've got to look into your horses. But that's the thing, you're not just standing here looking at your girth and saddle, you, you look back at your horse and, and look at them. When you see that first bit of tension, and, and most that's the same as walking up to a horse and touching their bubble, if you see them just rise in tension the tightest, tiniest bit, you stop or you stand back. And when that tension releases, you take another big stand back and you go, thank you, that's what I want, just relax and be, be want to be with me. That's like the approach and retreat 
rise of tension, release tension. That's one of the biggest things in horse training that um, that that will help you with the girth, with anything, um, catching, all that sort of thing. Um, we're going to have to wrap wrap it up soon, folks, because uh, we're starting to run run shorter shorter time. But um, uh, you know, if everyone liked our live talks and, and, and thought there was a bit of value in it, then, then please let us know and, and you know, let pe pe people know that it, that it was worth it. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I've sort of, it, it's got me over a few little uh, talking to a computer without a horse in front of me hurdles that I found a little bit difficult, I suppose. So, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm being happy to help people and... Yeah, we people are being onto onto us and 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 um, are trying to, to to give them more long term support. So support support in um, you know that 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 they 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 can you know go and, and maybe start to learn stuff and and because um, some people can't come to clinics and can't sort of see me for lessons. So so what we're going to do is we're going to. We're looking at, at putting together an online thing so people can sort of come online and, and have a support support there with, with videos and things like that that they can watch and also questions answered and, and stuff like that. So we're just, it's, it's in the, the teething process at the moment. We're sort of putting it together. Um, so, yeah, Marty said, please continue the live chats. It might be something that, yeah, we'll, we'll do more, of, more a little bit more of. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, so anyone's that's something that's that's on the cards um, that they you know they can come online and have a, have a, a more constant support thing that'll always be added to. Because um, this year, uh, next year, I was sort of it's a big change in in our business and in my life because I will no longer be a horse trainer. As in, after fifteen years, I've, I've we decided to close the books on on clients' horses um, because you know there's been. I'm getting home after weekends away and there's, you know, horses to shuffle through and it's, it's been quite busy, but um, it's going to be a big thing for us. And so now we're going to really try and hone in on, on, on more support for people, sort of, you know, to, to help them with, with, with horses and, and workshops and things like that. So it's going to be an interesting year next year. Um, but, yeah, thanks, everyone, for your support on the live chats and I hope I offered some sort of help. And sorry for the people that I missed um, some of their questions, it wasn't intentional, it was just that uh, they, they got a bit ahead of me along the way. But yeah, thanks everybody. See you later.